Randy, that's a racist. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, how could you? Anyways, so that they can never hear that, we'll manage to cut Randy's horrifically offensive joke out. Well, um, no, it wasn't recorded. Yeah. It, that was doing a bit, motherfucker. It'll uh, be forever. And you ruined it by being inaccurate. Stepped on my bit. I know. Okay, so this is the Ringo song you've been listening to for the last 10 seconds. You got your bits and my bits. Okay. Excuse me, it's been um, like 25 and seconds. I told you I wanted to stop bonding over, like, underwear area related coincidences. I know, we have, we've got two, we're, we're dick brothers. We're shit uh, bros, we're dick scar bros, <laughs> and now we're fit bros. Yeah. And this can't go on. And this doesn't need any context. Um, this is the Ringo Zone. Um, I'm Dylan, one of your co-hosts. This is a podcast about Steven Universe. If you didn't know that, it's weird that you're already listening. If you um, didn't know that, what did you think this was about? Yeah, <laughs> really. listening to that last yeah. So, uh, who else You mean here? this isn't the Food Network podcast? Oh, no. Yeah, it, it actually, is. it is now. Um, I'm, um, fucking Rachel Ray, uh, <laughs> the most attractive chef on TV. Yeah, so I'm talking it. about my bits. Uh, but, uh you know, you can, opinions. You, you know, just opinions. You could just call me Max if you'd like. Uh, with us are Emerald Lagasse. Say hello, Emerald. Uh, that's you, Randy. That's me. No, yeah, I, I thought I was going to be Guy Fury. I got <laughs> Alden Brown, so I don't know what you. Yeah, all, yeah Mary got the goo, and Alden Brown's the shit. Yeah, he's actually Guy Fury. Randy is Guy Fury. Randy, say your voices. I don't know who you are. Uh, my name is Guy Fury. There we go. And with us is Alden Brown. Nobody take that out of context. AKA. Hello, my name is Alton Brown, a.k.a. RT Girl. My name is Mary Tanner. I work in the animation industry and layout, and I have a Tumblr at rtgirl.tumblr. So, oh, yeah! Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, to explain for everybody, it's spelled R-T-G-R-L, so, yeah, don't just type in RT Girl. That's not going to probably work. Well, excuse me for the Results second, guys, but I just yeah. had to go to the Tumblr. Oh, oh, that's good art. See that? Like, there's, yeah, we already have one uh, I didn't even have to pay him to say that. And <laughs> follow. Yeah, you gotta pay me. Um, well, no, you know, I get my payment <laughs> in other ways. In drawings that I draw and post on the internet for oh, everyone yeah. to see? More yeah. Like blood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, um, you know, a thing. Look, I'm I'm knitting a sweater right now, okay? I need it. Alright, so um, <laughs> we're gonna talk about On the Run, but for... So Mary, she does, does animation works. She's, she's animating, arguably. She's part of the process. She's an animator by proxy. I'm gonna use a transitive property to say 100% relevant to all pro, all jobs across the board. You're arguably. a uh, background artist, aren't you, Mary? Uh, no, I'm in layout. I actually work on 3D productions. It's mostly camera work and uh. Uh, just, like, asset stuff. It's not much. So then these pictures I have of you on a Coke bender with the real Steven Sugar are fakes. You know. I'm pretty sure Steven Sugar parties. is neither a character nor a creator of Steven Universe, so I don't know what you're talking Steven about. Steven Sugar is Rebecca Sugar's younger brother who does the background art for the show. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Well, See? Uh, I guess these photos are fakes. She maybe does not know, know who he was at the time. Um, but yeah, yeah so... tr you try to recognize somebody when on a Coke bender. It's hard. <laughs> it's they're, a chore. They're very wide-eyed. It's very, yeah. I'm sorry, the last time I don't do Coke benders anymore, the last time I was on one, I accidentally invented Donald Trump. So, <laughs> yeah. last one I was on one, I, I, him. I re recorded this song, Donald Trump by Matt Miller, so that's pretty ironic. Um, anyways, oh. the, we're talking about On the Run, took us a little while to get there. Uh, <laughs> but that's well, welcome to this podcast. Well, you know, it's kind of that's a very authentic uh, kind of reflection because you know everyone's run away from home once. You know, you take you put all your toys in your suitcase and you get like 
halfway down the driveway, <laughs> and then you like stop and you turn around and you come back home. Oh, mine my, my, my is not that sweet. Yeah, no, and then you like get with your parents and start crying. You're like, oh, I'm sorry, and they're like. No, I had a They're plan. Like, I got more than 20, a mile away, and they had to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I got about a mile and a half away, and then a German shepherd attacked me, so mine did not go that cutely at all. It was pretty bad. <laughs> well, if I wasn't laughing at my own genius, I would have gotten the punchline out <laughs> Max, this is the third time this week. You're 23. Like, You're I'm too so old for this. Funny. Uh, um, I think you guys so just need to up your running up. away game. Yeah. Oh, also, I'm going to throw this out there before we actually start our episode. The Ringo Zone is probably the Steven Universe of podcasts. We now have had two female <laughs> guests. We are so inclusive. Next so up, we have inclusive. a transsexual uh, Nicaraguan something else that, that matters a lot. Oh, and, and it's yeah. going to be on the next episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot he's in all of them. But yeah, look at us, guys. We're, we're doing it. We're breaking the. the We're moving on up. Podcast. Live the dream, guys. Live the dream. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) this exclusive white male podcast is starting to branch out. I can do this. I can do this. Okay, so it's it's like exclusivity reminds me of how Amethyst is the exclusive gem that's around. No, no, that's not even. No. Have I ever? Have I ever told you about the time? the future where I will finally kill you. <laughs> no, I've seen it. My, my future self came back and warned me, so don't worry about it. I'm going to be fine. Um, I know I know about that. I've well, got a new plan. I'm, great. I will be on the run from that motherfucker. Segway times two, and the oh, first no. shot of the episode is him reading on run the books. And uh, I love <coughs> that like whole bit that comes up about that, but I just wanted to say another episode that I love is that uh, Reformed. Um, they have Amethyst reading those books, and that, I don't know, it's not a segue, it's just Amethyst is reading those books, and it's like a nice callback, and I like that she actually read them afterwards. So. In case and you're not a regular properties. listener of our podcast, Dylan just loves to jerk himself off on the fact that he notices how smart Amethyst secretly is. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's she's like, really, really it's like here's my thing, I'm not going, uh, because I thought you were going to do another one of your trademark shitty segues. I was going, ah, uh, because I'm like, Jesus, fuck, he latches to something and never lets go. <laughs> I think it's an interesting callback. What can I say? She also knows what light years are. I don't know. She's smarter about Earth stuff than everybody else in the gem, the gem community. Uh, I, th- I think Pearl and John. Well, that's Wait, could you really call it a community? Earth. It's all she's ever known. Yeah, exactly. Like, she knows more about Earth. Like, how it works, how our science works to an, to an extent. Pearl was able to make an EMP, although that isn't that complicated either. But. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, if we start out, if we're starting at the beginning, um, you know, the No Homeboys, like, the actual books, uh, it's kind of interesting, because, um, you know, I think that, you know, uh, one of the things that's obviously, like, supposed to be referenced to is uh, the Hardy Boys, you know, like, oh, yeah, detectives going around and stuff. But Definitely. I also think that, um, and I mean, I could be wrong here, but uh, what it reminds me of uh the books i grew up with were uh the boxcar children do you remember yeah those? i remember the boxcar children i never read any i just always saw it in the school library I, I i read a lot of them and i think back now and i can't remember like why i ever would have read them because they were all about really mundane bullshit <laughs> like the first one was interesting because it's like there's <laughs> six plucky orphans living in a train but after that, it's like they get found by their rich grandpa and have boring, mundane lives. What? That's yeah. What? That's a gif. I can. I think every kid's book series is a bit like that because I well, read a ton I mean, when I was a kid. Babysitters Club, Nancy Drew. 
There's also stuff like uh, the fucking uh, Magic Treehouse. Yeah, I read the like, Magic uh, Treehouse. What, what, what's that one? It's like uh, the something under the stairs, where like they find a doorway under the stairs. Oh, it's too magical. World. Fuck, I know what you're talking about. And it was like Narnia. But I was actually thinking about shit. that book series like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I remember this shit. There was like a weird. Like one like of the books had like there was like a giant yeah. magic mech battle in one of the books. Yeah, there, yeah, exactly. there is an antithesis to all this though, which would be like a series of unfortunate events where they get like all the money, but then there's a horrible man who like forces them to live on the run and go through a bunch of horrible who is bullshit. subsequently played by Jim Just Carrey. Kills well, terribly. Everyone they love. Netflix series, right? Oh, are they S- seriously? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, pretty excited was, for that. The series of unfortunate events got picked up for a Netflix series, and uh, there was like a, a teaser going around recently online that got everyone really excited, but actually turned out to be like fan made. It's like the most high quality fan production oh, interesting. I've like, ever seen in my life. Really, that, that just really quick just I can't believe that movie Pixels that's coming out with like Adam Sandler running away from like, Yeah, that is like okay, that was based on something I saw forever ago though, which was like some guy who works in like special effects made like a little like thing of that. And yeah. I guess they just opted him for the rights for his, like, dumb little, like, this is an experiment in, like, I don't know, shaders or some shit. And I was having fun. They were like, we want to make a movie. And Adam Sandler, what's his name? Mall Cop will be in it. I can't, I'm not bothered to learn his name or anything. And then they just ripped off the plot of an episode of Futurama. Yeah, basically that exact thing happened, yeah. So, um, Goop, Goop Ball Explosion. I'm not even going to do a segue. I'm just going to write back to the episode. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. And then, yeah, see, you I, don't I, need segues. Listeners, was that not jarring to you? Didn't you want me to fall? No, no thing? one did. I, I, will, I will edit in the sound said, of every listener going, no. One minute, one minute, guys, you hear that ring, 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 ring. Uh, it's the phone. I'll get it. Yes. Hello. What? You like that Dylan didn't make a segue? I want him to stop making them forever. I'll pass the message along. Thank you. Hang up. Hey, Dylan, that was all of the listeners. They want you to stop making segues. You no, know, that reminds forever. me of the time. No, no, don't you know? No, no, I'm editing out this entire section. No, you're not, because you never edit out anything that we tell you to edit out, and we're not editing it for yourself. I'm telling myself to do this. I listen to myself. Fuck you. So, uh, uh, Randy, as long as you're actually editing something in, you know, just just you know to humor me, could you put in like a quacking duck right here? I'd appreciate it. Thanks. All right, so. Oh, can I get a slide whistle? I love slide whistles. Yeah, you gotta give our guests a slide whistle. All right. I actually in this episode, there's that part where Pearl takes out a weapon. I actually made like a little like GIF video thing loop of her doing that with a slide whistle playing, but I fucked up all the levels. So if you put on your like uh band, like headphones it just was a screeching like eardrum popping mess um okay i wanted to so say like a real oh. slide whistle yeah exactly yeah so i i love how uh, amethyst immediately is like yeah fuck it let's go on the run no biggie <laughs> let's like get some bindles going and let's get out of here um this is also the first time i think they ever left beach city like we also like see that sign that we always see well yeah no i i pointed this some out shots uh, afterwards. whenever is we it? see the now leaving beach city sign we never actively see somebody like moving past it. Yes. Like Greg's van doesn't move past it. We don't actually watch any of the cars go past it in yeah. um, the return. Uh, and like here, it's like Stephen Amethyst. They don't even walk past it. They like make a sharp left and just run off in a general direction. <laughs> I mean, maybe like, it's they like an invisible wall. City. Yeah, maybe it's an invisible wall type situation. They just there is you can't leave. 
I think it's just if you go beyond that sign, you're in Ocean Town now, and really, who yeah. wants to? Or Ocean, I thought Ocean Town was a single time. So I thought, o- I thought Ocean Town was a political cover up by Mayor Dewey for the previous town that was destroyed. Yes, oh, and then when they came back in, he's like, "Is that that was town. destroyed by the Onyx Wizard in a very oh, secretive God, no, government cover up?" established. Okay, Ocean Town was destroyed during MomCon, a convention for moms, when a giant tidal wave kill- came and killed all of the mothers of Beach City. Oh. I just remember all the bullshit. I don't remember that. I just wanted to plug Onyx Wizard because all hail the Onyx Wizard. <laughs> we got one in there. Uh, I, I loved. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Mary, do you accept the Onyx Wizard as your Lord and Savior? Just say yes. Just do do I have to say yes? Yes. 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 I have a tendency to not accept things as my Lord and Savior. I learned that lesson the hard way. Well, he's a, wi- well, he's a wizard, saying, not a me, god. Me, yeah, it's not a god, it's a wizard. And it's a gemstone. It, it's it's a thing that's real, is my point. Warlocks and gargoyles? Exactly. Yeah, sure. Yeah, all right. All right. So you're now allowed I'll to take watch, it. Uh, the week of Sardonyx, a.k.a. the week of the Onyx Wizard, because we called it. And uh, congratulations, the show has not ended for you, like it has for anyone who has not accepted them into his li- their life. Um, so I wanted to say, I love that Like when the raccoon steals his food... It holds it in front of him for a moment and is like, I took it. And then see this shit. It. This it's is like mine best, now. It's that the best too. little, like, yeah. yeah. I just. Such a douche. Yeah, so I love, like, this just a little <laughs> moment in the storyboard of, like, pause for him showing it, that little note of, like, time. And then, like, next shot, he shoves it all into his mouth. He asks, And then also, Steven asking for Amos' food and then her, like, eating it also in front of him and then being like, nope, there's none. I love yeah. She doesn't have yeah, to no. eat. It's just like, no, fuck you. It's honestly a fuck you, yeah, because she's not even hungry. There's actually then, no self-serving outside of kind of enjoying shitting. The funniest line of the episode is uttered, why didn't you just bring your backpack? Pause. <laughs> it wouldn't fit in my bendle. <laughs> That's great. No, I'm really, I'm really uh, fucking mad about that raccoon, because that raccoon is a douche. Oh, just, you know what that I raccoon reminded me no, of? No, no, no just... For fuck's sake, I'm get, I'm making a point here. Okay, come on. Uh, and the thing about the raccoon is, like, I just came up with the word douchecoon to describe <laughs> it, and it's amazing. And I can't ever use it ever because coon happens to be a racist. I, the term. second you said douchecoon, I was like, that would felt a little bit racist. I don't know why. Yeah, I was yeah, about so to say that's got some connotations. Coon, amethyst is a douchecoon, <laughs> and I can't ever call anybody in real you know, life that. You know what though? Because coon already has a. Yeah, I, you can always would, stick with douchecoon. Uh, well, yeah. no, but I like douchecoon. But douchecoon sounds also like if it was a Pokemon, I wouldn't question it. But you can't. Oh, down you're the right. <laughs> what kind of what type Pokemon is Douche Coon? Is it like a rock type? Or it, like... I feel like it would be like like a Lickitung, whatever, like a normal or whatever it is. I don't really like that Pokemon. weird kind of like uh, what acid trip this, normal. Yeah. So wait, it'd it's... probably be like a fairy type for no reason that at all. That fits. Actually, oh, yeah. yeah, sure. Douche Coon does sound like a Send fairy name. Douche Coon fan art, uh, fan art, and emails. Uh, I was gonna say the raccoon. The when I, when, when, familiar is a <laughs> ah, there you go. His <laughs> lion is a douche coon. He, uh, the the raccoon reminded me. I was I don't know why I was uh, I was called back to this. I was like I imagine the raccoon was Dylan. <laughs> Steven is Max, and the food is Max's joke. <laughs> and, the, and the raccoon just fucking steals it and just fucking... stares Max in the eyes while he yeah. steals the joke. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, I okay. wanted to be here heard, not just somewhere in the background. I like to make use of them. Anyways, the color palette. You're like again. the main host of the show. You're never in the background. 
No. Can I just say, I love this sequence because this is the sequence that made me start watching Steven Universe. When they're in the oh, uh, yeah. train car or the song? Yeah, oh, where yeah. they're in the train car. All right, kids, because... pull out your Ringo Zone bingo cards and place a little tab on uh, fanning, fanboying over the uh, background art tab. Yeah. <laughs> we had bingo cards? Well, we it's do now. It's the song. No one told as, me. As much of an art person as I am, it's the song and the concept that I like. Oh, the song is amazing. Oh yeah. And like when I the first time I saw this, it was because uh, the one of the board artists had posted an animatic on Tumblr. Ooh. And so I, I, saw just, I saw the animatic. Really? I never saw that animatic. I need to look that up now. You're out of the that podcast. That is like literally one of the first Steven Universe things I saw, other than like the promotional art and a little bit of something that i've totally forgotten yeah, it wasn't I'm memorable dig up some dirt on on mary now okay so we i know her from and maybe one of you out there will ever know what i'm talking about the legendary frog and then oh god the complete oh. club forums back when i was like i 11. know legendary frog i never went on sports we were, i remember one ring to rule yeah. them all oh yeah. god let's <laughs> stop talking about it that period that never happened yeah, you were free. You were free, and you brought yourself back <laughs> yeah. into chains by saying the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, your soul is now under contract. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, we I, seven more years. We we were internet pals, and then internet. It's been six months. What's been up? All right, I'm disappearing again, people. And um, oh, why did I bring all this up? Um, oh fuck, I had a reason. Oh. I forgot it again. What were you just saying? <laughs> it's because I'm mysterious and we've been out of contact for so long that you don't actually know what I'm up to. Oh, oh, no. I tried to get you to watch Steven Universe. And I was like, this show is so good. You got to check it out. And it was around like Mirror Gem and Ocean Gem. And you were like, I saw it. It wasn't that good. And I was like, you got to check it out. And you were like, maybe. And I uploaded all the Dropbox and it took it that long to watch it. So you never will be a true fan. And the fandom now hates him. Eh, who cares? Yeah, fuck them. I hate them too. Fuck this fandom. Fuck all of you. And honestly, like I love the show you. Na- Sorry, I I'm like going the show to isolate now, that so and that play it on a loop, Dylan. I hope you know. How, every, every episode, Max mentions how much I hate the fandom, which I like. I don't. I'm just more like like uh. No, I. Yeah. I'm, yeah. He's he's like a shitty dad. I'm more like a stepdad <clears> who <throat> kind of ignores you. That's that's I think the way that we fit into this fandom. Um, so fucking excuse me. On the type <laughs> of shitty dads and dads that ignore you, the kindergarten boom, I'll do it forever. The no. kindergarten super sad how like happy Amos is supposed to be there, and just like I'm home. Here are my rocks. My, my three oh rocks. look at this rock. This is my climbing rock, and that's the rock I made into two rocks. Okay, well, I, I kind of like the, No more colors. There are like more rocks than that though, but these are like that's her family of rocks. I just kind of. I mean, I don't know. The th- the thing for me uh, that's just kind of. I don't know, amusing to me about the kindergarten is that um, I was only in kindergarten for two weeks before I was like bumped up to first grade. Oh, so, yeah. so I don't really remember kindergarten at all. So as far as I know, that's like an accurate representation <laughs> of what kindergarten is like. Want to know what my Hashtag kindergarten was like? Bag. My kindergarten was uh, there was a bully named Ray. I'll say his full fucking name. I don't care. Ray. Oh. Actually, cut. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say his name is oh. Ray. And he tackled Coming me. To something. He Dan. tackled me and he kissed me full on the mouth with his tongue while holding me down. That was my kindergarten experience. Yeah. yeah you know, right. that explains a lot. Yeah, that was... And then he bullied me for like six six years after that. It was awful. Well, that's what uh, happens when you turn guys down, man. Yeah. 
that's what happens when you get kissed by a guy. You get picked on for being gay. <laughs> yeah. by well, that I'm guy. like, yeah, if you want, if you I want someone confirm, to not exactly pick on you, that's exactly how it happens. Every boyfriend I've ever had, man. After that first kiss, it's just totally downhill. <laughs> exactly. uh, you kiss a boy, you're gay. It's like, <laughs> what, dude? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's like a thing I say to guys in jest. Like, I talk to my friends who have girlfriends. Like, how your girlfriend's gay? <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. what you look like. <laughs> it's like, it's like there's, oh God, I can't remember what it's from, but it's like, if you want people to stop picking on you, just look at them and go, don't stop, uh, stop doing that. You'll give me an erection and everyone will stop bullying you instantly. And then the guy who doesn't is your soulmate. <laughs> it's true. And then you get married. It's a numbers game. And, and then you're like, shit, I didn't expect to go this far. <laughs> this is all and I bit. believe in the sanctity of marriage, so I can't get a divorce. <laughs> gay marriage chicken. Uh, this is all gay marriage's fault, now that it's legal. <laughs> now gay marriage chicken will become a thing, and it's, oh yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. I was repeating Mary's joke, in case you didn't hear it, I don't want to come yeah, off Yeah, I know, I heard it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the Junji Ito reference, which is posted a billion fucking uh. times on the internet as being referenced. God, oh my god, guys, look at this, did terror? anybody else notice the clearly obvious reference? Yeah. when she literally slides in, it wasn't even just the holes, yeah. But her position and everything, I love that so much, that little, I don't know. The references That's are- such a fucking creepy story. I don't story. come for the references to the show, but I, I love them when they're there, you know what I mean? Like, I don't show up like some people yeah. do to be like, oh my god, it's an Animal Crossing! But I do, like, appreciate <laughs> when this is a thing. Man, you and I- The one time I geeked out- one <laughs> yeah. The one time I geeked out, the only time I geeked out at like, oh my god, there's a thing, is when I saw Wind Waker uh, by Steven's GameCube, because that was, like, my favorite game. I'm I, like, I, hey, cool! And that's good it. Good choice. I had one, which was the first time I saw Warpad, and I'm like, this is the kind of show that has Warpads? And after that, like, <laughs> everything was free reign. Like, like, I couldn't, like, anything after that, I'm like, there's Warpads, motherfucker. Like, any, that was, that was could be you were episode. on the fence before, but when you saw Warpads, you're like, I gotta get in on well, this yeah, shit. No, no, I mean, like, as far as there being nerd references, like, at this point, Wario could walk in, and I'm not even going to question it. I'm like, yeah, there's Wham! Warpads. Like, well, fucking whatever. Well, no, actually, here's, uh, here's my thing, is, like, the only references that I ever get, like, actually care about are, like, American comic book references, which there aren't, like, a lot of. Yeah. In fact, yeah, like, fair enough. Not, there, yeah, no, there's none of them in, like, CBUverse, which is, I don't know, it's very funny to me, and, like, um, it kind of exacerbates, like, my comic book reader, which I am, like, it's the world mentality, which is like, oh, you know, Nintendo's so popular, and that, 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 and people only care about the Marvel movies, and it's just, like, it's a really weird position to be in, like, uh, because the, the thing about, like, comic book readership is, like, it's a very specific kind of nerd it's like a niche market mm -hmm. so you have all these people like in nerddom it's like there's all these things and this is part of it but it's also the part like no one gives a fuck about except when there's a superhero movie yeah we need dc fan representation in tv shows <laughs> exactly i feel like I, you know it's which is I'm weird a, because in I'm pop culture way more batman jokes are made Ooh, than yeah. like marvel once, like marvel's really popular once again, but if you think about like the the big hive mind of like pop culture reference whatever oh, yeah, it's, batman and it's batman and superman like those are the two like when you think superhero those two are the ones you come up and it's surprising that like well i wouldn't say surprising but it's just kind of weird that like of all the things that are referenced in steven universe we haven't once seen like an american superhero uh thing in the background guys now at this point we have one a woman two a dc comics fan and three, a uh -huh. guy that you guys for some reason thought was black on this podcast all at once. 
more progressive than Wait, what am I? Proved once again. Alternatively, I'm <laughs> okay. the actual minority, which is Jewish. That's eh, fair oh, enough. You know that. I, I'm technically like, a, I can't remember which generation number it is. My, my, grand, no, you're not. my grandparents no, you're were from not. another country, so that's a thing, right? Maybe. We're white, though, so it doesn't matter. If you're not raised Jewish, you're not. Jewish. I was raised Irish. In the sense that they That's were drinking. That's not a religion. In the sense that they were drinking, it was cultural. If you're yeah, cultural. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, there's guilt. Day, everybody is Irish. No, it doesn't on okay, In Ireland, no one gives a fuck about all the drinking stuff. St. Patrick's Day is I like, know. we always want to drink, and it's like, it's like, everyone, okay, fun fact. Every, everybody in America who likes to be Irish on St. Patrick's Day wants to drink. Yeah. Everybody who's actually Irish has to drink. There's a difference. <laughs> okay, so and then meanwhile, there's me who doesn't yeah. drink, and I literally or, do not leave you're, the house. You're just missing out. Day. No, okay, so um, <laughs> no, I like I like do not. You go just sit and stare angrily out at everybody who wears green, and you wear red no, just to spite them. I do, but here's the thing: like I, so I unfortunately was like uh, in my uh, sophomore year of college. I'm uh, traveling home on St. Patrick's Day, and so one of the things is. I have to take, like, a train uh, near my college campus in the city uh, and then, like, take a train, you know, from, like, a Penn Station to, uh, you know, like, uh, Washington, D.C. Oh, that's about so, But the first train in the New York City, I'm running it, it's St. Patrick's Day. And let me tell yeah. you, there is nothing in the world less attractive than a half-dressed, emerald-clad skank with, like, ah. green glitter all over her body. Glitter in holding, and of itself is ugly. Holding yes, up like, a half-empty beer bottle at like 10 in the morning, already drunk, just screeching Happy St. Patty's Day! You know what the worst part would be? If she was drinking fucking domestic beer. <sighs> I mean, I'm pretty sure she was. Which yeah, is... Yeah. No one gives a shit if anybody's saying. Okay, so we... I mean, I don't know. It was like a... One, okay, stay the fuck away from New York City. I don't when give a shit if you don't dangerous. like Guinness people. Drink... If you're gonna be a fucking uh, fake Irish person on St. Patrick's Day, man the hell okay, up well, and drink well, a Guinness. Well, first of all, one thing. Man, it's sad that standards. we're saying we're about people... Everything. It's, it's not even just you, but that a fake Irish person means a person that drinks a lot. That's like a really depressing cultural thing. Two... <laughs> Uh, I think it's interesting, though, we're going to move back to the universe in a second, but the actual effects of alcohol, the fact that your like, inhibitions change and you make normal decisions, that doesn't happen until you're actually unable to stand up and you get double vision. The whole I'm making different decisions because I'm drunk thing is because culturally we all accept, oh, I'm drunk, I'll act differently. So then we get a little <coughs> tipsy and then we act differently, but we're entirely yeah. in control. We're just fix, like fooling ourselves with some placebo bullshit, which is entirely reminds me of just how St. Patrick's Day works. And it's like, oh, it's Irish St. Patrick's Day. It's totally fine to be drink this much and accurate. Like, no, you're entirely the same person. And it's not until like, you know, you're a blackout drunk that anything is different. It's just a weird, I don't know. People take it too seriously. Yeah. Drinking that type no, of video. I, um, I had a friend uh, who, uh, who uh, we went to a Halloween party, you know, uh, last October, because that's the month you go to Halloween parties. And, uh, he gets he gets you know like a uh, drunk and he starts acting like the stereotypical TV drunk and he's like stumbling around and he's slurring all his words and he's like you know using his excuse to be obnoxious I'm like are you actually drunk or are you just acting this way because you have a fucking excuse yeah. and like he's like I don't know and I'm like that's the biggest bullshit <laughs> yeah. it's actually yeah. one of the best dinners I ever had was on St Patrick's Day 
night, whatever, when all the drunks were out. Uh-huh. We went Patrick's to like a night? random restaurant and it was full of just drunk assholes. Uh-huh. And we were the sober group. So the wait staff were like fucking coming to our table all the time. <laughs> it's like, oh, sweet silence. That must be what it's like to be a, <laughs> at a, like a Drew at a Chinese food restaurant on Christmas. Like, I imagine that's amazing. No, no, that place is fucking packed. Uh, everyone's seen movies and going to Chinese food places. If you want to have other like a not asshole filled time, oh, continue. Can't sorry, bring it into kindergarten. Oh, <laughs> she did my job for me. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, but see, the difference is it made sense. That was great. It was seamless, not entirely connected, but it like it connected it perfectly. That was great, and I also wanted to connect it back to this episode soon. So yeah, so getting back to on the run. Um, I gotta say, Amethyst in this, and, uh, you know, part of this is, like, some stuff I got from looking at a fan comic, but it's really in here, too. Uh, I really do, um, relate to Amethyst so much, Mm -hmm. because uh, one of the big things about her character is that, uh, after Rose, uh, went away, you know, um, like, Amethyst is always kind of an outsider, and then after Rose went away, um, Amethyst kind of started being treated like an outsider. And the, the other thing, thing is, too, when Rose died, um, that's Amethyst, a third of the people she knows. Rose, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, well, no, it's not just that. It's uh, when Rose died. You know, like Amethyst is the one who didn't really change all that much. Like, you know, she grew older and she mellowed out a bit, and she had to be something vaguely resembling responsible for Stephen. But Amethyst was still like the same person at her core, and everyone started treating her differently. And uh, for me, I relate so much because. That's what happened in my life when, uh, as a teenager, I was diagnosed with ADHD. Mm. Um, I was always, you know, like, uh, like the, not, you know, physically, because I'm fat as all hell, but, you know, like, mentally and vocally. Yeah, just all uh, over the place. Yeah. Yeah, hyperactive. All over, like, you can hear it now. I am. You know, it did go away. I am that. But, uh, you know, my family, like, when I was a kid, you know, they didn't seem to mind. And they thought it was just, like, a kid's movie kid's thing. And as I got older, you know, they still didn't seem to mind. And then I got diagnosed with uh, ADHD and, um, you know, they gave me, you know, like a pill and they're like, take this pill, you'll be able to focus in school. And um, what the pill does is like, uh, it does that, it lets me focus in school, but it also, uh, like, I can't sleep when I'm on the pill. Hmm. I just like, don't eat. I'm not hungry at all when I'm on the pill. And uh, I got, you know, like really depressed. And so it wasn't just, I wasn't hyperactive. I was just like a hollow shell of a person. And then the thing is, because of that, I was, like, calm and quiet, and, like, my family wanted me on the pill as often as possible. And so, you know, that really fucking hurt, because all of a sudden... You didn't really change, but everybody kind of treated you in a different manner, yeah. Exactly. So, like, Amethyst is, like, you know, like, uh, I didn't ask to be this way, I didn't ask to be made. Like, that's fucking Well, okay, see, for me, I I agree, but in a um, totally different way. So, I, I have ADHD also, and a myriad of other things and i don't even list them all of all now but i take uh i take almost every adhd pill and they do prevent me from eating and they do make it hard to sleep at night and you do much better in school but for me it's like um the changes are all positive for me myself but i also um i always like like i saw toy story 3 i was 17 i was i think at the time but my ex-girlfriend I started sobbing out of guilt because I stopped playing with my action figures during the movie. I was very, like, I would um, be going to class, and I was, like, really, really happy. Art school classes are four hours long, depending on where you go. Beginning of the day, 
really energetic by the end of the day, hated everything about myself. And then on the walk home, in the same spot every single time, everything would get a little bit brighter. And all of a sudden, I was full of energy. And the only way I was able to sleep, I was given two prescriptions of Ambien by one doctor. I don't think you can fathom how hard that is to do unless you're like an Ambien addict, if those exist. And I could not go to sleep. I had to drink myself to sleep, like, medically for two years. And at the end of the story, you'll see why I don't drink like that anymore. But... It turns out I am bipolar one, and I went full-on psychotic and manic and mental hospital, and it was the worst. So after that, you know, the pill is great, wonderful, the pill. But I'm at a point now where I don't want to stop taking the medication I take, and I don't want to go back to being who I was before. But also, everyone around me is consistently like, you need to do that. And I'm like, I, I want, but like, let me make that choice. Don't shove your shit down my throat i'm on board with it i see why this is helping all of you i didn't ask to be a psychotic lunatic but at least give me some say in it like like i and that's why i relate to her character where it's like one she doesn't she hates that she exists but it's like she has some outlet for herself she, like she gets to be a human like she gets to make some decisions in her life she gets to be the purple puma she gets to do all those things but the gems do not uh, agree with her choice to be a unique kind of person like she's a gem and kind of a human in a way and they don't agree with the idea of her even getting to choose that and i totally relate to that because i don't actually take one of the medications i'm giving for me like it makes me gain a lot of weight and it makes it impossible to come so i don't take it i take the rest of them and i keep myself in check and blah, blah 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 but that's because i like to have a choice in the matter and i like to choose what i'm doing to myself and that entirely reminds me of this is like hey, i wish i could purple puma every once in a while <laughs> like i don't know that's why she's personally she's my favorite character i also date the real life version of amethyst this episode has the best amethyst face it has the best amethyst fight the best amethyst tears it's just the best amethyst episode i think oh definitely Definitely best Amethyst episode. She, oh, she just, and also big fucking plot bomb. Like Lapis Lazuli, everyone talks about being a big plot bomb. It's like there are other gems. What? Which, like, okay, Lunar Ceasefire guys. Like, there were other gems. Like they told us there were other gems. So it's not really that huge of a revelation. But I get why it's exciting. But the fucking the I think gardens that's pretty big and like yeah the, the kindergarten was one of the Earth, like pretty big. Like, Lapis was a kind of an emotional, uh, weird kind of revelation, like, oh my god, we actually get to see one. But this was a very horrifying concept, because the, whatever, Gino Ito, I don't remember the pronunciation, but, like, that sort of way they show that gems are made, just holes in the wall, like, all the way up the sides of the canyon, and these weird, creepy, virus-looking drill machines... And That's Steven's just like, what the, the fuck the is all this? Like, Steven's just Blast. like, what is happening right now? Why are there weird machines? Is this where you were made? Like, what on earth? And like, it's just a weird, horrifying like glimpse yeah. into what well, Homeworld was one, like. Correct me for a bigger plot episode, but I never thought about it. Okay, so we have Amethyst's origin, the way that gems are made, the actual danger to the Earth, like what actually happened with the rebellion, and like what changing the size was. Finding out that there was a war, that Amethyst wasn't in it, and Amethyst's basic conflict with herself. That's probably the most we've ever learned in one go. That's, and they yeah. did it. And other episodes like Marble Madness feel a little bit, not rushed, but like packed in because they needed to get all the plot in there without just saying, Paradox a thing, Paradox a thing. But this one felt Fair like enough. it flowed naturally. Like it was, this is one of the best episodes, I think, actually, of the whole show. 
because it was like i think this talks about the story structure in general this is a very well structured episode and i feel like they rush like when just in general but that's because it's more of how amethyst brain works they rush the whole yeah let's go on an adventure and not have homes anymore oh, yeah, exactly but that's just because that's how amethyst that's works and it's completely forgivable yeah. and then it just like that steven's like i don't really want to do this anymore and amethyst is like uh want to see where i used to live and it's like okay that's a very logical uh step in the plot it's like yeah she's like uh let's not be homeless i'll show you where i lived and then that happens and then pearl shows up they have the big fight and then which oh my god i love the animation and the fight for that oh, yeah, the choreography great. and everything was fantastic we get to see that for the first time was that the first time that amethyst did her big spin dash attack uh yes it was i think it might yeah and I love, like, that was such, like, a... I don't know if you guys ever played, but... Did you guys ever play Sonic CD? No. It was on the it was oh, on God. the Sega CD console, and there's a I big... I hunt down old Sonic games because I think... There was a big animated, like, intro sequence to the game, and it reminded, like, the way that the they animated, like, the dust clouds behind Amethyst reminded me of that, and it was just a big nostalgia thing for me, and I loved it. Maybe it's because she was doing a spin dash. It was well the way they animated it made it look like a lot like that, and I feel like that was partially intentional. So the way they animated her doing the Sonic thing reminded you of the Sonic thing. Got it. <sighs> well, that's I'm going to punch your maybe. face in the face. Yeah, you I think you're kind of underselling like how amazing that video was when you're a kid, <laughs> who like the entire concept of putting video that doesn't look like shit onto a cd is like it was gorgeous it was a very gorgeous animation i've seen the intro video i've seen the intro video it was that ridiculous because cds playing video what this is before dvds computers were not a thing yeah it just wasn't a thing there wasn't streaming downloading a gigabyte took a week (laughs) (laughs) the thing for me is you know my like uh first um console was the ps4 so you know like uh, okay shit on see i had like I, yeah i grew up i grew up with an old console uh, family growing up my first was the super nintendo and my cousins had a genesis and a sega cd and so that was my introduction to video games so i came in during the side scrollers were literally all you could play era of video yeah, games no, that's, yeah that's the thing i i like a ps1 and then like i'd go to a friend's house and they'd have you know like the N64, and we played right. And, and, like, you know, I I mean, the only stuff that was, like, kind of, you know, old games were, like, uh, you know, I had a Game Boy Color, and I played Pokemon on it, and, like, I had Mario on it, and mm. some other random crap. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's just, like, you know, for me, it's, like, it was always the norm, and then handheld games. Like, I wasn't really impressed with graphics until, like, the Nintendo DS came out, and they had, like, Mario 64 on it, and I'm like, wow, you have like 3D graphics and a handheld now. That's interesting. Oh yeah, I have to say I started getting impressed with graphics around the GameCube area, uh, GameCube era. That was when it kind of like that was when I was like, this is actually not like weird polygonal bullshit. This is actually pretty good looking. It was still pretty polygonal. Like, well, I don't think this really counts because Sonic Adventure 2 wasn't originally released on the GameCube, but Sonic Adventure 2 was kind of wonky. But Super Mario Sunshine, Pikmin, and all those fantastic games started actually not looking like crap on like video game consoles yeah so we're near the end of the episode uh, i want to end this with some like you know on the run 
Um, yeah. <laughs> the Pearl in the Amethyst scene is one, I think, was probably one of the only two, like, sweet scenes between them. The other one that I'm coming, thinking to mind, becomes mine is when Pearl's complimenting her on using some strategy. Oh, yeah. But other than that, they're never this friendly or this, like, nice, it's adorable. And also, if you probably ship Pearl and uh, Amethyst, Pearl's basically her, like, aunt who lived with her while she grew up. So that's really, really fucking weird. The really weirdly strict aunt. Yeah. Well, I think this episode kind of nails down that dynamic between them. Because everyone has a family member that, like, you just give them shit all the time. Mm -hmm. But when all the chips are down, you know that you have their back. Oh, yeah, of course. Yep. And And also, I like that it was like, Pearl didn't just come in and hug her, and it's like, it's okay. She, like, fucked up first. Like, that made it so much more real. Oh, she (laughs) fucked up. Oh, that was was the worst. Phrasing. Phrasing, Pearl. Visible cringing. What I love, though, was it was like, the way that the Amazonist reacts is 100% appropriate. But it has all the drama that a 17-year-old has about something that is so much more inconsequential than, like, entirely, like, writing off someone's, like, kind of terrifyingly sad existence. Like, she has a real reason to be mad, but, like, a normal 17-year-old would be like, do you not understand me at all? But, like, she totally had a real reason to act like a 17-year-old. Real, real quick, Ringo Zone parenting tip 101. Whenever you're trying to calm somebody down who's having an existential crisis, don't call them a byproduct. That is, like, no. It will will never work. (laughs) When they say that they're an accident, don't clarify it with a technicality. Yeah, no. Don't be technical. It's okay to lie. It's okay to lie to sad people. No, it's okay. Just to be clear, my parents told me the first time I asked about my existence that I was an accident. And look how I turned out, so don't do that. (laughs) He's a cautionary tale to us all. (laughs) Really? I mean, you know, you know, Dylan. I mean, that that makes a good point. We can just like take you out back and shoot you right now if you want. Undo the accident. <laughs> are we gonna? Are we gonna pull an old yeller on on rec- in the recording right now? Do you guys want to do like no, a see, Japanese style uh, suicide pact? Do you want to do it? No, no. It's like no. See, Randy, the death of old yeller makes people sad. This is like a yeah. This is the late abortion, if anything. Oh my god! <laughs> what are you it's in like only, the five hundred second trimester? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's it's only, what, like the 60-something trimester? <laughs> I don't know how trimesters work. It's, not so work. it's very, very I'll, dark we'll, now. We'll all just get, we'll all just bring along some... <laughs> oh, God. This is, uh, this is Ringo zoning, like, like a little further than the Ringo zone usually goes. Um, so we're... Well, I'm sorry, I haven't been on the last two episodes, and I got fucking stuck on the Lunar Sea Spire, so I've got, like, a bunch of... Yeah. Better you had, you had no, poor thing. Better. So, um, I actually have a frame up that I want to talk about. Oh, yeah, please <laughs> do. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. Mind? Uh, it's got uh, Steven on screen left, and he's bubbled with Pearl. Oh, yeah. And on screen right, it's got Amethyst. And just like, I think this frame kind of summarizes the climax of the episode because it's got St- Steven and Pearl bubbled <coughs> in the pink, like warm colors, kind of family happy yeah. zone. And Amethyst, she's surrounded like by rocks and machinery. Right. And darkness. Rocks and darkness. And impending doom. And the, actually, the machinery... Sorry, I wanted to hit that too. The machinery is one of the things that I love about this setting because it's just a brilliant shorthand for what this place is. If this you place, think yeah, about it's a virus. What, yeah. If you think about how a virus works, is it injects things into a cell, 
they multiply and then they destroy the cell. So that's just very so genius imagery. Perfect. Yeah, I feel like someone which means that, that the and... crystal gems are antibodies. Yeah. <laughs> I like when you said that to me earlier. I like that. I also like that. Like whoever came from the on the crew, everyone must look at them and like you're a goddamn genius. <laughs> of course, that's what it is. That guy like, got a raise. So much really, back yeah. or gal, whoever oh, came up with it. What industry do you think this is? They got a back. <laughs> Um, all right, so I think we should probably, and have, Randy, how long are we at right now? What time is it? Uh, uh, 43 minutes, about to oh, go yeah. on 44. This is, this is, this is running, we don't, ran, I'm assuming, Mary, that you don't have a song for us to play at the end, unlike the other guests, so we should end this now. Uh, well, she doesn't, but I gotta say, uh, while we've been talking this whole time, I've been uh, going through Mary's uh, webcomic, internet webcomic. That's mine. This shit is really okay, funny. I especially love an extrovert's guide on how to befriend introverts. Listen to this, guys. <laughs> Step one, find an introvert. Step two, haunt them. Step three, what are books for two pizza, baby? <laughs> Step four, take the introvert to a party. Step five, celebrate by standing real close. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, that comic... I've received angry comments about that of comic. Of course you people have. don't get that it's a joke. <laughs> oh my god. I get like, no, I literally get angry. They don't like directly oh. message me, but I'm To Tumblr, sarcasm so might I, as well be Latin. Oh, not only Tumblr, Reddit is just oh, as guilty. Really? My baby yes. Reddit. How do you, okay. <laughs> baby, no, 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 no. Let's not hold up comments. any website on a pedestal. Dylan, oh. it's time. Dylan, it's time for us to be crappy dads. It's hilarious. Dads and be- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to take off my belt. You're about to take out an extension cord, and we're gonna like go to work on this because no, 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 no. no. You gotta use a sack of oranges. It doesn't bruise, and it tells them who's boss. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, God, Randy. So yeah, check, on a- <laughs> so, check out uh, Canadian woman on our podcast, Marys. Yeah, so inclusive, so inclusive here. The her podcast. Oh my God, it's from Canada and it has you see, I know we're, we're, hitting, <laughs> we're hitting all all demographics. Thanks. Um, <laughs> check out her podcast or her webcomic. Oh which my God, is updated so frequently from what I hear. Here, can I? Yeah, do it, no, do I... it, do it, do it. You're you're fumbling, man. You're fumbling. You're, you're, you're Canadian. You're friendly. I don't it's know all he gonna... knows how to do. Come on, buddy. All right. My name's Mary. This has been a great Ringo Zone that I've been doing with you guys. Check out my comic, which is at internetwebcomic.com with a hyphen, internet-webcomic. And check out my Tumblr, rtgirl.tumblr. My webcomic is currently not updating, but you're free to check the archives. There's a lot of good stuff there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I get very, very awkward plugging into this shit. Can you make for me an introvert's guide to interacting with extroverts? Because I could use it. It's only one step. It's (laughs) easy. If you want to replace Randy, um, we do have a spot open, and we have had requests for a sassy female, so... Watch out, Ooh, I'm full yeah. of Implying that I'm not yeah. already a sassy female. <laughs> You're not. Yeah, I don't think you are. Uh, I'm sorry, sassy Randy. if I want. You got too much of for it. I'm, I'm sorry if that goes against your identity. <laughs> whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Hold He's on. Hold on. Kid. Gender appropriation. Okay. Hair and women. I don't know. I'm trying to make yeah. a fake Tumblr <laughs> argument and it's wait, crashing wait, and burning. I, 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 I just figured out the You're ult- not crazy enough, this man. This is the ultimate fucking Tumblr female kin. 
just entirely female Ken or no fe- female head female headmate, which therefore makes you a woman. That's the oh, ultimate. Wow, there we go. Logic that you can get. So this has been a good episode. Uh, this has been like our worst episode, which kind that, of exactly yes. Yeah. We had a really plot heavy episode. We touched the big points. We pretty much just bullshitted around. Otherwise, we had a guest on that we talked over like assholes. That's right. But, uh, overall, overall right. we good. wasted like ten minutes on like Irish culture exactly. for no reason yeah. whatsoever. Why would anyone ever waste time on the Irish, right? Meanwhile, I'm right. sitting here. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. just imagine from the Ma- wrong Max island. like Sorry Max like nudging Scottish my arm guys. as he says right but slowly Scottish. evolving it into just punching me in the face. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but um agree with me and maybe I'll stop Alright, but yeah. So, is... uh... so before we go out before we go out, Mary, you know, I we know you're not a musician, but play us yeah. a song anyway. Play Do a it. song? Do you have a theme request? Uh, just sing anything that comes to your heart. Uh, I don't really have music in my heart right now, you guys. Animate oh. uh, something in your heart. <laughs> oh, no, wait, I got it. I don't have music in my heart. <laughs> oh, man, I was getting into that for a second. No That's final enough. thoughts. That's the end of the podcast. We'll see y'all next week. Check out Mary's shit. We love Woo! you guys. Fuck the Irish.